Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Welcome back, listeners, to your Game of Thrones after show here at AfterBuzz TV. Today we are talking about season six, episode six, Blood of My Blood. We got a lot to talk about, so stay with us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right, after last week's sad episode, we are here to have more sad things happen. But uh, we got a lot to talk about, guys. I am Kyle Maddock. I'll be your host on the AfterBuzz TV After Show today. To my left, I have Kristen Snyder. Hey, guys. Happy to be here, as always. Over there, I've got Sarah Stratton. Woohoo! Happy holiday weekend. And ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to present, we have fresh blood of my blood today. Hi! Dave Woo! Child is here with us I'm tonight. new! Hi, thank you. Thank you, everyone. So, uh, Dave, why should we trust your opinions about Game of Thrones? Hey, listen, I've read all the books. I've done the Duncan Egg, like, yes. short stories, too. Thank you. I've played the Telltale video game. Whoa! I'm not even, I'm not even messing around Is that here, the Ironwoods? Guys. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. about the Ironwoods and up. Anyways, um, yeah, Different so I, I know what I'm doing. I have a choreographed dance to the Game of Thrones theme song. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's, I'm very, I, 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 know what I'm, I know what I'm doing here. Or so he says, and then 15 minutes saying. later. No. You're going to rip me apart. Uh, I will be talking to you on all the, uh, on the chats, so feel free to chat me up. Send your opinions, like what's the craziest thing that happened in this episode? I'd like to know what you're thinking. What, uh, what we are we going to talk about? Do you know the chat address? Do you know where it is? Or is yeah, it... it's... Uh, what is it? After it's Buzz? I'm, I'm still new. It's on the YouTube. Oh, Go you to the right. YouTube. It's Just on the up... after, what is the after Buzz TV on YouTube about... Uh, about Game of Thrones? Thrones? Yeah. If you type in <laughs> After Buzz you know TV, Game of Thrones, search. There we go. We there will get is. that info for you. Just but uh, ladies curve. and gentlemen, it's glad. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Today, Dave. Thanks. So far, I've gotten Dave is so uncool, he is cool. So. Nice. All right. Yes. Thank you, Donna. That's so, uh, nice. Let's talk about another. Ca- let's talk about a character that is so uncool, he is cool. Bran Stark, oh, here, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Um, we get these flashes from him, kind of at the top. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff right. going through his head. He gets his father's death. He gets all this crazy stuff. But I think the thing that really stuck out to me was a lot about the Mad King. Aries and burn them, burn them all. A lot of wildfire imagery. I thought it was interesting that in the flashes, we had a couple of flash sections and they were very similar segments. I kind of thought that they were going to switch it up and add new clips, but we saw multiple things of the exact same scenes and people. And if it was the Mad King or the Night's King, like it was just repeated images. Which I thought was interesting. Mm. Well, it shows that he kind of knows what's going on in the whole world. Mm Because there's stuff that a lot of times people don't know what's going on on the other side of the world. Or people don't know what's going on in 
uh, like, you know, uh, Sam doesn't even know what happened to John right now. Mm -hmm. And we see that Bran is getting little bits of information from all over the place, from the past, maybe even from the future. He's got kind of like Cerebro on right now. Right. Yeah, he's like downloading everything. Don't disturb me. Because he's sort of stuck in this trance from the end of last episode. He can't can't click out of it for a little bit. He's just sort of getting inundated with images. He needs to learn everything right now. He needs to be ready. So I had this weird... I had this weird thought as I was watching this where uh, Ares was like, burn them all, burn them all. And seeing it through Bran's eyes and having like fire and dragon fire and stuff be like the main weapon against the others, I kind of had this thing where like the Mad King wasn't mad, he was pro- pro- prophetic. Is that the right word I'm thinking yeah. of? Right. And he's like, burn them all, burn them all. He's talking about like the White Walkers and the Whites. I think it's because we're so we're still so influenced by the Hodor, everything that happened with Hodor last week that we're like, oh, it's all tied together. Yeah. Because I had the exact same feeling. I was like, well, maybe, maybe he just knew more. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he, there's something well, there. He's like, maybe like Bran goes into him and he sort of gets this thing of the future with the Whites and he's like, burn yeah. them all. And that's what makes him go crazy. Well, that's, that's a we're little, on the, that's a we're little on the spiral that just goes down. I think it's also maybe not making him prophetic, but it's showing Bran an idea that he'll now have and how to defeat the White Walkers. Mm -hmm. Because now he knows about the wildfire. He didn't know about the wildfire until he saw this, like, flash of the Mad King wanting to burn everyone. So he's probably going to want to, he'll probably talk to Jon Snow or someone about, you know, creating a deal to get all that wildfire up to the Mm -hmm. wall. That's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, after that, we uh, we have Mirror and, and Bran, and they are going to be attacked. And we have here comes the cavalry moment with a character that book readers have been wanting for a long time. I know that, but uh, this character—I don't think they named him in the episode—but we know him as Cold Hands, right? Or well, we do now find Uncle Benjamin. Yeah. Yes. Or Uncle Benjamin. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> there's no Flash. reason to call him Cold Hands in the show, I guess. So it's Benjamin, yeah. as far as we know. So Benjamin here, uh, he comes to the rescue, and he's got this this thing of fire and whatnot, and he's he's making blood blood drinks, mixing them cocktails and everything. And he exists somewhere now in between. I, I mean, maybe you guys can answer this for mm-hmm. me because I'm kind of interested in what his, I guess, mortality is like. If he's killable now, where mm-hmm. Uncle Benjamin kind of exists, like he's obviously had interaction with whites, he's had interactions with Children of the Forest. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So let's let's go through his origin here. He gets stabbed by a White Walker mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. left to die or turn or whatever the turn. case may be, mm-hmm. and the Children of the Forest show up and sort of halt that progression, and uh, and now he's sort of yes, like you said, he's sort of stuck in the middle between the two two worlds. In between, yeah. But but in order to save him, they stabbed him with dragon glass, mm-hmm. which was from the ritual that we've already yes. seen. So now is he? Does he have the dragon glass still lodged in there? Is it right. if he gets stabbed again by dragon glass, does he die? We don't really know. Also, like, it, can he lose an arm and still function? Like, does he, like, <laughs> there's all of these questions. No, but seriously, like, yeah, in absolutely. battle, like, what can be affected to him and he still right. lives through that? Right. Hmm. Or, like, what human qualities does he still have? What does he not? And also, how does he know so much? Like, how was he be able to connect into, like, wargs and everyone? Well, it looks like he spent Third a long time Raven. with the Three-Eyed Raven. But I really do want to know... Is he just trying to warm Bran by having him drink the blood of the rabbits? Like, what is it? What is that supposed yeah. to help him? That might just be like a nice protein shake. Yeah, I'm not up on my <laughs> n- nutritional value. Yeah. Vitamin D. Just be like, oh, this will get some iron in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
By the way, we're having some people already shipping. This is weird, guys. Shipping cold hands with uh, with cold mm. with Benjin with Mira, making it Bira. <laughs> Someone to Alan I, said that? That's weird. I yeah. think there's a really large yeah. age gap there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to support that one. No. There's but, also some debate about whether Cold Hands is actually in, uh, Benjen in the books. I always assumed he was going to re- be revealed to be Benjen, but in the books, he's actually never named. Yeah, that's a popular belief, and yeah. uh, he that hasn't been confirmed or, or f- completely denied. Do you count this denied. as your com- confirmation? I have to. I think okay. there are some major mm-hmm. things where I get confirmation from, so yeah. Right. Thanks, show. You're spoiling it all for me. Now. He's, he's not riding a stag like he is in the books, though. Cold <laughs> Hands is like full on trotting around, with, trotting a, around. with a stag. Now, he didn't have any problems lighting the fire, right? Uh-huh. He wasn't nervous of that fire at any point, no. so we have to think that he's not vulnerable to fire like the whites are. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right? a good point. Okay. How? Right. Uh, what, where is he in between? Like, is he? Is this an angel situation we where he's like a rules. good guy? <laughs> well, we yeah. just got introduced with him. I'm sure we'll get to know him more. They're gonna go yeah. on a journey. Where right. is he taking him? He, we get confirmation from from Benjen here that Bran is now the Three Eyed Raven, and that he will also his mission is going to be in some capacity to fight fight the king. Yes. And is that mentally or physically mm. or who knows? <laughs> and he was telling him, he goes, "You're gonna be ready." Yeah. He's like, he's his, his support team now. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he's there because he needed somebody else. I mean, Mira was really struggling. And I don't know what her role is going to be. She's always been there for him. But I don't know that we've, have we seen her really come through? I mean, she's just sort of the last one living at this point yeah. from the original crew. Not to discount her, but at this point, what what is left for her? Mm-hmm. What's her next mission? Because... To fall in love with Bran and have oh, beautiful... No, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm shipping that one right there. <laughs> Are you shipping them? That's all we have left for her? Yeah, is a relationship? I mean, Are you kidding me? She is badass. <laughs> she is awesome. Um, I really enjoyed that moment where she's like, I'm sorry, when she thought they were done. She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was kind of hit me. Hit me I, in the feels. I was I was worried that, like, did Hodor hold the door for nothing? Oh. Why are there all of a sudden, like, White Walkers that running around? Best. I was like, no. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, I think really he's, he's wanted this episode him. to come back to him still holding the door. Yeah, I was very, like, very hopeful. Damn it! They have they have the Hodor doorstop right there, right. stuck in it. Uh, well, regardless of uh, what exactly is happening, we know that Ben, uh, excuse me, Bran still has a lot to learn. Um, sent back to a university, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you this show week after week for free, and one of the ways we do that is through our sponsors. Um, so the sponsor this week is Chapman University. Go uh, SoCal. So boom, yeah, yeah. SoCal, boom. exactly. SoCal schools. Um, I gotta say, I have a friend who graduated from Chapman a few years back, oh, wow. and now he travels the world shooting video for like famous companies all around the world. <laughs> And it is that awesome. Is and cool. I follow him on Snapchat, and he is just all over the place. And I'm jealous of him all the time. But um, let me tell you guys a bit about Chapman University. It is located in Orange County. It's 16 miles from the beach, 30 miles from Los Angeles, and minutes from Disneyland and Angel Stadium. And when I was in college, I would have killed to have my campus near Disneyland. Good location. (laughs) It's a tree-lined campus, 75-acre campus in the heart of the historical city of Orange. It is beautiful. I've been down there. I think all of us Mm -hmm. have been down there, right? It's a beautiful campus. Uh, It's 8,000 students enrolled in undergraduate and graduate programs. And they're best known for their programs in film and television, like I mentioned, business, science, technology, education, health sciences, and the arts. They have 10 different schools and colleges and more than 100 different majors and programs. Uh, There's literally something for everybody. 
They uh, free time. There's a lot to do down there, campus and off campus. They're close to a hundred clubs and student organizations on Lots campus. To do. Lots going on. Uh, reminds me of my Smash Brothers day. I was on campus at mine. I'm a big nerd. Sorry. <laughs> <about> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, What's Chapman, your biggest takeaway from college is Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. Right. I loved it. Chapman University is comprehensive university that still provides personalized attention for its students. Classes are small. The student to faculty ratio is 14 to one, mm-hmm. and Perfect. that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Holy cow. Jeez. There are literally dozens of opportunities to study abroad, short trips, or entire semesters. And the best part is that 86% of their student body gains financial aid. Which is really good. So you're talking yeah. about small number of students, tons of teachers. Yeah. And they'll help you with money. Yeah. Fantastic. You're, you're close to Disneyland. I mean, <laughs> I don't see the that's downside the biggest of this. Sell. I just go to Disneyland all the time. Very nice. I mean, right? So if you guys want more information on Chapman University, check out www.chapman.edu slash information. That's www.chapman.edu slash information. Cool. Boom. School like it. So there we go. And uh, somebody who we thought was on his way to a Maester University. Oh, but didn't nice. didn't quite make it there. Oh, that's such a good transition. Uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was Sam. Sam Well Tarly. Uh, he, yeah. um, he makes it home. Here and uh, his mother and his sister are happy and glad to see him, and everything's hunky dory. Right. He tells he tells Gilly, "Here's a story that this <laughs> child is theirs. It is not some craster baby mm-hmm. that they found somewhere, but this is indeed Randall Tarley's grandchild. So uh, they'll take him in. But uh, we have uh, another awkward dinner. I, I, this is kind of reminiscent After, of Maine. Just after the nice Cinderella moment. Yes, right. The Gilly makeover. The awkward, yeah. That's amazing. We need before and after photos. <laughs> also, I'm like, uh, going up to Horn Hill like that, I, I had a feeling like, Sam, you never told me your family was this well off. I know. Right. I mean, this is, you were hiding something, Sam. That was a this beautiful was, castle oof. up there. Yeah, it's very pretty. I think it's more. It's very pride and prejudice. Like, <laughs> but even given all that, we learn why he left home. I mean, his dad is just a cancer to be around. I mean, right. he's so terrible. No one could grow in that environment with that kind of negative man trying to guide you who has no faith in you. I mean, it's very obvious, even though he has all these things, why he left. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was absolutely awful. I mean, he didn't give him, there was no hello, there was no anything. It was just silence and then, like, fat shaming mm-hmm. Yeah, right away. And... He he was just terrible. It was awful. And, you know, I ex- I kind of expected his brother to sort of be awful as well, but I didn't get such a bad vibe from his brother. No, he seemed to be more interactive. But I was wondering, you know, her being a wildling, how long that lie was going to stay hidden and the fact that this wasn't, you know, Sam's I thought child. it would have at least made an episode. I thought so, too. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I even wrote, I'm like, how long will this stay hidden? But nope. <laughs> yeah, I was interested because when we saw kind of Sam shrink back into his timid self i was getting really angry i was like you need to speak up and i thought it was interesting much easier said than done yeah Yeah, that's like his abuser his entire life which is i think why i wanted to see him stand up because he all of our introductions to him he's always just kind of been verbally abused everywhere he's gone and you always want him to stand but his reasoning this time made me question if it was actually more of a choice than him having to hide back in his shell that he was doing it this time to protect um, Gilly and little Sam's right. ability to stay there. I agree now, do you think that. that was honest, or do you think that was the reason that he told himself? I think Sam is one of our more honest characters, so I think we do have to take it. It's take it for what he means, especially with how open he is with Gilly. Mm-hmm. Like, he typically tells her the truth. 
So, and I don't think Sam's above being like, I'm sorry, I was just so scared that I couldn't do it. We've seen him have those conversations before. Like, he... I, so I do believe him. Okay. I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, don't get me wrong. He knew if he spoke up, he was putting the child and Gilly in, in danger. But at the same time, I mean, he kind of shrunk back his entire body language. Shrunk back yeah. to being a child. He was shorter in yeah. that moment. And you know what? I think we needed this character moment because he takes the sword, the heartsbane. Yep, the family sword. obviously his father's going to come after it, and we have this moment coming up, I assume, where he's going to be able to redeem himself. So yeah, and we kind of need that moment where he sinks back in. Yeah, and also remember how like useful Valerian Steel is mm-hmm. with the White Walkers and everything up north, so it's very important, I think, he gets that, he gets that sword. Mm. And his justification for it over we've established now that the person who technically has this sword hanging on the wall is awful and doesn't deserve the 500 years it's been in their family. And then you have Sam, who actually has risen to a place of honor. And so it makes sense why, as a fam, like as a family emblem, it should go to Sam. Right. right. A lot of people on the chat are going in between thinking uh, Sam was a wuss. And just kind of, a lot of people thought that the whole scene was just to get the sword. Just to get the sword. The whole point of the scene was to get the sword. I felt, personally, it was nice to have kind of this nice domestic scene amid this series of, like, holy shit moments that that keep happening. It's also to give a better understanding of why Gilly has to go with him. Because he couldn't go to the Citadel with Gilly, and this was his option for stowing her. Yes. And now it's more justification why if he maybe doesn't go to the Citadel, why he has to take her with him. Like, you don't have that, well, he should have put her here. It's not giving you a, it's kind of eliminating the options. True, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So, so where is he going? That's what I was just going to ask you, Chris. I know. And actually, you stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm asking you, God Kyle. God damn it, where is he going? Well, <laughs> I guess uh, you could say, well, he's going to try to go to the Citadel still. I don't think but I don't know now. if that's on the table anymore. He's got a sword now. I don't know that that's but part of the book reading. But he's also <laughs> still a black brother. Mm-hmm. And his that's where his loyalty mm-hmm. is to them and to Gilly now, um, or for a while. And part the reason he came down here is to become a maester because his brothers need a maester mm-hmm. up at that's the wall. True. So turning down that is, he's turning on his back on all his friends and everything. Yeah. You know what he might do? This is, I don't know if we want to say this for, for predictions, because I'd like to see Old Town a little bit. I'd like to see the Citadel and get a sense, especially since... In the books, especially, we only see a little bit of the Citadel, and they keep bringing up, you know, black magic is a problem at the Citadel. They have mm. that guy that got kicked out and is now, you know, in King's Landing. Kyvern? Right. Yeah, Kyvern, making yeah. a Franken mountain. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just think that uh, it would be nice to see it a little bit, so maybe he'll go to Old Town and try to recruit a maester already to bring them back up to, uh, to Castle Black. Hmm. So then they would have a maester, but then he could go back as just a brother. And then you'd have to have this maester, like, you got to take the black. After all, your, <laughs> after all these years. How long yeah. is the training program of the maester? Have we had any knowledge I imagine of that? it's like, like 20 years or something. Is it 20 years? Is it like four years like a normal college? Or is I don't it know, like, but you have to get like, like a Chapman? different yeah. like, Is it four years like Chapman? <laughs> Um, I don't know how long it is, and I guess that's you have just to like learn a different skill for each of the links on your chain. Yes. So each different mm. link uh, mm. 
is, is a different, different metal. Skill, is a different or metal material? or different material. Some of the links are cloth. Yeah, mm-hmm. each one are different. Yeah, depending on what you're actually learning. Matter. So I think that takes a while. You see, all the maesters we've met have giant chains. Yeah. That must have been a year at least, each chain. I don't understand how we're going to follow him through that either. I mean, right. we, we can't watch him read books about better men, can we? We'll just have Bran <laughs> flash into the future and be like, yeah, exactly. see Sam walking around as an old man <laughs> with a bunch of chains and Gilly around his arm and everything. Right. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's where... Okay, then if he's not going to the Citadel, where? Where? Do we know? Is there any guesses? Well, we do have people traveling on? down from the wall, and one of the stops maybe they could, could they make... Could River they run? Is that what no. you're saying? Could they go to Horn Hill and maybe catch yeah. him on his way out? Is that even possible? Wait, who's down there? I'm sorry. Well, we have a whole group traveling to, yeah. to gain followers from the smaller houses with John. Okay, but that's and all Dallas. up in the north, and uh, yeah. Horn Hill's down in the south. Could they so. get there? No. I mean, could anyone get there? Is kinda... anyone en route to anywhere near Horn Hill? L- Littlefinger can get around really quick, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't know where we need Sam. I think he's probably yeah. going to find housing for Gilly and the child outside the Citadel. I don't know what that's like, but. Who knows? We shall see. So let's move on from that. Let's go to King's Landing, where Tommen and the High Sparrow are having a My nice least chat. My favorite new, place. New buddies, buddies. <laughs> and Tommen finally go, gets to go see Marjorie. And I thought this was going to be the, Tommen, get me out! Get me out of yeah. here! And it was anything but that. It was complete opposite, actually. Marjorie is uh, has come around. She's playing her own game. I don't believe her for a second. I don't believe her. I mean, also, I don't know if I like this storyline still. You no. don't? Wait, you still think Marjorie is playing some sort Absolutely. of... Absolutely. Okay. She's like the Queen of Thorns. You know, she she was raised by the Queen of Thorns. She's not going to s- somehow see truth in that she was pretending to be okay. good and not really good. I'm with Sarah on this. Yeah. Really? Dave, what do you think over there? I I agree. I think that I think that Marjorie's not really someone to all of a sudden find religion. <laughs> I think that's I think she's using it to get back into power and we see it in the same episode work. Yeah. Right. Like that's kind of the path that it takes because she convinces uh, Tommen to join with up with the sparrows. They that's how they can keep in command, keep their hand on everything. She's just uh, doing what Cersei tried to do, but no, is doing it correctly. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Yeah, because oh Cersei gosh. with her, she her her pride still got in the way mm-hmm. for of her at least pretending to become kind of a nun. But with uh, Lady Marjorie, she's able to just go for it. And also, they did not cut Marjorie's hair for the Walk of Atonement. They were uh-huh. going lighter on her. Well, she yeah. didn't. Well, she, they knew they didn't have to do a Walk of Atonement. I guess that's why they didn't cut it. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I, I really want to know what, uh, what the listeners think about Marjorie, what side she's actually on here. Yeah, I, you know, just have. for the sake of argument, I'm going to go against you guys here. Oh. Um, oh. I, think, I think she has been turned. And she's playing you, too. She's playing me, too. <laughs> oh, and I've never been happier. Um, so <laughs> I, think, I think the High Sparrow got her. I think he, 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 he made his little magic happen, and he sort of tweaked her. Uh, tweaked her mind a little bit there and then was able to get the king under his wing. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a smart, clever, charismatic guy and he's he's got some power in his corner. And uh, yeah, I I, uh, I gotta go with that. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the comments are disagreeing with you. Uh, no one agrees with you, Kyle. They all agree with us. Bye Kyle. Hey, I've got three people that are with you guys. <laughs> I gotta do I've gotta play devil's advocate here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did I did really like at the end where we had the three of them step forward, all on the same level, 
all in the same plane, and you had the High Sparrow. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. I believe he was to the right of the king. So it's at the right hand and it's completely on the same level. This is on the same side that his hand, his uncle Kevin, was later Mm -hmm. in the episode. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I love the High Sparrow in a lot of ways. Not no. because okay, all right. <laughs> you were yes, this is, tell us Dave. This tell is why it's because Don't I think Sarah he's Dan. every scene where it's just him talking to someone is he's so charismatic. Yes, and you want to just like him. There's you, you want to. I don't be like, feel that. Maybe it's a man thing because you guys are like, oh, we love him, and Sarah and I are like, what are you guys listening know. to? I think it's because you keep in mind what he what he follows behind the whole thing. His whole motivation is to have the church be in power. But he's also kind of a decent guy. He's just decent for the wrong reasons. See, I think that's why I don't know. He's like, part of me just still doesn't believe that. You, like, you think he's part still... Part of me just still doesn't see him as like this holier-than-thou person who actually... Right. I don't know. There's something about it's, him that I still don't like. It's the violence. Like, people were commenting that, oh my gosh, Kristen, you have mentioned that you're Catholic or whatever and you're not on his side. But it's because he's using violence and the way he brainwashes people. I mean, this isn't a kind and, of faith for and people also, to follow. Maybe it's because we've said before, we only follow um, him really going after royalty after mm-hmm. lords and ladies we haven't seen any of this treatment done on a kind of a regular person and it's just it's just using the mob like i really thought that if they had gone to kind of battle where it was the Tyrol army versus the faith militant that all of a sudden the crowd was going to also be attacking the Tyrol. Yeah, i felt that too like, it, it, yeah. It's using this manipulation what i like most about what marjorie is doing is now if she's seen as an ally to the religion, she has some control over that mob mentality as mm, well. That's a good point, Sarah. Because what they've been pointing out, especially through, this is jumping a little around, but in the Arya storyline, is there's a whole different story that the crowd sees, that overseas sees, about what's going on. And then as a show, we get to see what's be going on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. For instance, in the play, you see how Cersei's portrayed as like, a loving mother who's just beautiful and always saying the right things. But then we, what we have seen is she does have that angry side, that she does do all this. So if Marjorie says she's with the faith and then supposedly maybe the High Sparrow dies, Marjorie <laughs> might not be as blamed. Yeah, that's very right. true. She's kind of putting herself in a good position where yeah, she's still absolutely. beloved by all. And I, I'm, I'm wondering, because we talked about this a few episodes back, where was it a plan for Cersei to send Tommen to treat and get in the good graces with the High Sparrow, because if that's still the case, then they are really playing 
playing that High Sparrow, and that would be kind of marvelous to see. I would like that. I don't think they're doing that, unfortunately. Okay. She seemed yeah. pretty upset. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Cersei and Jamie are kind of losing the battle right now. Mm-hmm. They gotta they gotta fight back. I was so with Jamie. Like took that horse up the stairs, and yeah, had Goofy Mace Tyrell there, yeah. and oh, I was a with lot him. Of, but a lot of people on the chat want Tommen to die. <laughs> They want That's him not to surprising. Die, and I mean, I think he's he's just Aggressive. a sweet kid that doesn't know what he's doing. Wait a minute, but, but has he done anything for us to like him? He's trying. I think he's I don't just. Think so he's I trying think to he's balance like a, all the voices on his head. Yeah, okay. he's an honest guy. He's an honest kid who just is a kid who's suddenly a king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't done anything good, but he hasn't really done anything bad because he's just an innocent boy. But he also hasn't done anything cool or likable. <laughs> True. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? He's got to be a showman. He's got to do cool stuff. Oh, yeah. He, he just hasn't done anything for me to like him. I, I know he's sort of innocent in the whole thing, but like he doesn't have any cool characteristics. Mm. Right. <laughs> so uh, I did like the um, the new Kingsguard outfit there. It was, it was the crown upon mm. a seven-pointed star. Yeah, yes. spare. Kingsguard. So they had those ready to go. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> they were like, mm, you got the blacksmith. Let's get Gendry over here. Make us some suits of armor right <laughs> I here. I need him back. Thank you for talking <laughs> about him. I, I need, there's so many people I need to come back. It's in my prediction section. So uh, <laughs> Stay tuned. So Stay Jamie tuned. has a scene with uh, Tommen right after this. But before we get into that, we need to flash over to... Um, we need to flash over to the Freys real quick mm. and talk about them for a second. We finally get our best friend Walder Frey back. Oh, Have you guys yeah. missed him? I don't think so. so much. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe he's still alive. So Walder Frey, the man responsible for the Red Wedding here, has get, is getting word that the Blackfish has retaken River Run, and he is none too happy with this. So he wants to send his, uh, his children, because they're all his kids, they're all Freys, he's got a million of them, <laughs> to send, <laughs> send them back to uh, get River Run. Back, but we get this piece of information um, that uh, the blackfish has it. The uh, yes, the blackfish has taken it. Yeah. And where is my they get notes? Edmer. Yes, we are the Malisters, the Blackwoods, the Brothers Brotherhood without banners are all Woo-hoo! back in action, and Woo! there are these houses that are rising up again, and uh, not for the bad guys. It so seems. Yeah, and then Jamie. Is also going. Through. Well, Jamie's going to be going over there, uh, right. but the last thing we learn over with the phrase is that they have Edmure in chains. Oh, yeah. And that's, uh, it the seems like if uh, they're going to send Edmure over there and just kind of dangle him in front of the castle, mm-hmm. it would seem like. I mean, I feel like the Blackfish has never been too keen on Edmure, though. They yes, don't but, have a nice bond. But Edmure right. is, the, uh, is the Lord of Riverrun, mm-hmm. that is his castle. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he's that bargaining token. Just like the Boltons having Sansa or something like that, the no. Freys have Edmure. They have. I feel the like we don't run. care. I feel like we don't. Would wow. we? Would his sacrifice be okay? I'm fine with yeah. it. I'm kind of I'm excited fine. for it, honestly. I am what? Edmure? What did he ever do to you? You don't no, remember? He, hasn't, he did so many wrong things. He ruined basically the war for Rob uh, when he kind of when he right. disobeyed him. He can't shoot an arrow. <laughs> He was oh, like yeah. a total pain guy? in the ass about marrying someone for the cause, and then as soon as she was pretty, he was like, meh, 
Sarah remembers. I never saw him. <laughs> Sarah forget, never forgets. Um, so, uh, Kristen, you were right. Jamie is uh, Jamie is being sent by Tommen to go treat with the Blackfish at right. River Run, mm-hmm. is what we learned. So, so what does that mean exactly? What does he want Jamie to do? He, I think he's sending Jamie Leading over the there army. with yeah with the Lannister army and stuff mm-hmm. like that to go get this castle back because this is a castle yeah. that is loyal to the Starks. It's loyal to the enemies of the Lannisters of King's Landing, and uh, so they're going to send Jamie. Because Jamie is still a well-known figure um, mm-hmm. in, in in Westeros, and so he he holds some weight. Where so we he have goes. the phrase who want the castle. We also have the Lannisters. Well, the, the Lannisters, Lannisters, are, Lannisters, are, the Lannisters are, are with the phrase, Te- yeah. or they okay. should technically be. Yes, they and might not. Be. It doesn't seem like they trust the phrase enough to do it, so they're sending their own people. Yeah. Okay. Down there, and that's <laughs> what it. Jamie is going to be doing. Um, so yeah, he gets sent down there, and once again we get talk about this impending trial by combat that the mountain is going to fight for Cersei at some point. So they're been, they've been dangling this in front of us. I for feel weeks. like the mountain at this point is just not going to make it to the the combat, or it's not going to be a trial by combat because they've told us so many times <laughs> that it's going to be a trial by combat. That I'm like, I agree now with I just that. don't believe you. Yeah. Like I feel like you're trying to get me pumped about it, which is making me be like. Mm. I don't mm. trust you, Game of Maybe friends. he's just about to fight, and then his head just falls he's off. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, and he's oh, just no. chasing his head around. So uh, <laughs> let's get head over to Arya in Marine. She's watching the play, The Death of Joffrey, The Death of death of Tywin Lannister. Right. Um, and she sneaks backstage, and she's going to poison the sweet lady that lady has, a, Crane. has a nice chat with her. There you go. And her mind changes, and she ends up saving this woman. What did you think about this? Honestly, Kristen, what do you think? honestly, I was really hoping that Arya wouldn't kill her. I mean, I think we all liked her, um, Lady Crane. We all were sort of sitting there in Arya's shoes, you know, and hoping that she didn't. We didn't want her to become an assassin. We we watched her see this play and how it affected her. We know that she's still Arya, and I think watching her get that needle is what we all really wanted. Yes! Right. Yes. Needle! Oh my gosh! Completely agree. I love this scene. I was like, "Yes, she 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 freed herself from it." Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to happen later, but uh, she yeah, got out. Too. She got needle, and now she's like kind of now she's being the hunted because she's kind of been doing some hunting, you know, a yeah. lot. She's been hunting down her list and everything, and now she is the hunted. I kind of wanted a more creative way than don't drink that, but outside, <laughs> yeah. of the, just like swat it. Um, but I it's think, effective. but I'm really glad that we are like we jumped. We didn't mm-hmm. stay with this dilemma Agreed. anymore. We just like jumped forward on her storyline. I was surprised that it took a stranger, the death of a stranger, to make her stop. I thought she would maybe kill a stranger, even if she had this nice little scene with her. I thought it was going to be she was sent to kill someone that she knows or likes, mm-hmm. and then she would have to decide if she's going to stick with the Brotherhood or not. That's I what I expected. It to be that. But this is more yeah. meaningful. This no, is, it's this in is a way more it works, meaningful yeah. because like it's more about who she is as a person and personal yeah. values than emotional values. And I right. thought it was a bit poignant that she did it in saving Cersei. Mm-hmm. In a way. Ooh. Which is kind of like, oh, play within a play going on here. <laughs> I like that. Um I thought that was uh, pretty powerful. And then she calls out her own sister. Um <laughs> watch this one. What does she say? Uh she's dangerous or she wants she, you dead. She, she wants, wants you dead, dead or something. I think she dead. just told her plain out. There you go. And, and there, then everyone looks at her. And there were so many levels because Sansa wants Cersei dead and all this stuff. Yeah. I also Save Cersei. Yeah. A- another kind of a little little moment in there that I thought was interesting was one, her naming herself Mercy. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Before even making the decision that she was going to be merciful. Mm. Right. The expressive eyes, because it's always kind of been in a lot of the tests we've seen with Arya, is if she has been lying when she tells her stories in in kind of school, basically. And also how she knew Cersei's reaction to Joffrey's death without having been there. Because mm. she saw the play. The play was like the emotional, like... I'm so sad this is my last son. And she said Cersei would have been angry. Angry. Wow. And that's not something she had seen. Yeah, but she knows Cersei. That's true. I don't think she was talking about Cersei there. I think she was talking about herself. Mm. I think she was seeing, but it was the first time she ever put herself in the place of Cersei. True. And actually th- took some time to think about where her enemies are coming from and have some empathy because she saw that it's someone who she loved, family member, died in her arms. She's going to react the way Arya reacted, which is mm-hmm. with vengeance and anger. True. And that was the first time. So that was a huge step for her. Hmm. And I think she's ready. Is it the, the maid that's coming? The to, waif? The waif is coming for her. I think she's ready to take her. Oh, I'm looking forward to that fight. I've been yeah. not looking forward to their fights the past few episodes. Yeah, but San- now I'm like, let's do this. Sanjin uh, Masek, sorry if I'm slaughtering that name, How on the you. board says, this is waif bowl. Coming <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I think we're about to have a full-on fight here. We've so. had Kulgain, we want Kulgain Bowl, now we want Wave Bowl. Wave Bowl. Wave Bowl. Hashtag Wave Bowl. <laughs> Spread that around. I love that. So uh, last but not least, let's head over to Daenerys, who is riding with her new Kalasar and Dario, who uh, you are meant to conquer. That is your thing. And she's like, hold on a second. She pieces I out see some wind. <laughs> I see some wind. Yeah, she saw <laughs> some dirt blowing in the distance. And uh, she comes back riding Drogon. Right. Who's huge? Who is massive? Who's giant? And scary as all hell. But uh, yeah, how, what did you take from this? Did, what, did you like this? Were you I, honestly, I didn't like this because I feel like we've had a, a lot of big Danny moments lately, okay. and there hasn't been a good build. Yes. I feel like they're just happening. We're just getting these um, war speeches and inspiration to follow her, and it's like there's no build for why we should. We just get these speeches out of nowhere. I'm totally with you on that. I feel like every time we see Daenerys now, it's like a little bit of dialogue, and then either everybody is like down on her or everybody's cheering, and it's like there's no, there's nothing else going on with her character at the moment. Yeah, I so wanted. Hoo-ah! There was that <laughs> moment of like there need to be ships, and I was like, I wanted to expand on that. I wanted a little mm-hmm. bit more. Strategy, ideas, where they could go. <laughs> well, Dario was like, nobody's got that, okay? I'm <laughs> like, uh, like I wanted some more kind of options because mm, right. I already had. I already was. Com- I liked the moment. I was glad Dragon was back because I just like the imagery of it. But I already kind of had took the her Kalasar to be following her right. without any doubts. They Agreed. didn't put any like unsettling moments to show yes. that people weren't interested or weren't. Really, um, that's maybe the scene into the idea missing. about yeah. like the women mm-hmm. or her being a woman, or even she mentioned uh, not picking blood riders. Maybe there was maybe there was a scene or a moment where people pressured her to, like right. that. Um, uh, I guess it needed that moment of doubt. It yes. needed that doubt before to, yeah. you really earned this. Not to say I like hated it. I was fine with it. Yeah. It just yeah. I needed. I wanted a little more earned. One of my problems with the scene was that she so quickly was like. 
All right, I just went through this. Now I got to get to Westeros. She didn't at once mention like, oh, I've got Slaver's Bay that I've been trying to reform, mm -hmm. and now it's fallen to hell, and yeah. like I've got to, you know, the the whole reason she stayed is I got to take care of this first, and now she's just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Let's get some ships. Yeah, I completely agree. I just felt like lost in this scene and like this doesn't belong here yeah. that's how i felt completely and, and i my th those were my notes when i was writing i wasn't yeah. like this is a great speech this is cool i was like why are we getting this right now yeah it was it's difficult because we all want her to just get on those ships and go off to westeros i mean so many of us want that but at the same time she's got to deal with that and if she leaves mm -hmm. she won't be liked at all uh you guys have anything else to chat about this scene or you want to talk about predictions she has What's so that? much blood of her blood <laughs> so many. She has so many bloods of my blood. Bloods of the blood. Blood of my blood. Maybe she can feed it to Bran. There you go. Guys, let's get into predictions. Let's talk about what's going to happen. Oh, I have so many things. And now, you're after Buzz TV. You can read mine. I can't read your handwriting. <laughs> uh, no, so no, I can't. Jamie, <laughs> River Run, Queen versus Cersei. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, those are good. Those are true. Kristen, what are your predictions? What are you thinking? Well... Um, the Queen versus Cersei. You were right about that one. And, which I'm excited for because, you know, Cersei really does need to be put in her place. Um, but I think we're going to see Cersei attack the Queen of Thorns here. Okay. And I'm excited for that because they're both very strong women and, and I like seeing them in scenes together. But Yara wants to take back the Iron Islands. Which I'm like, just go to Danny. Go, go Danny to needs we your ships. Go to Daenerys. All right. I don't yeah. get. I don't get why Yara wants to go back to the Iron Islands right now. She has her her warriors who follow her with her. The people back there didn't choose her. Well, I can understand uh, her not wanting her uncle who killed her dad to be ruler. I understand that, but that wasn't. It doesn't seem like it's necessarily vengeance that they even spoke about huh? in the past few episodes when we've seen her. Hmm. So I'm kind of curious as to what exactly she wants there. Yeah, Sarah, what are you thinking? Okay. So, oh boy. <laughs> this is not going to happen anytime soon. We only soon. have three minutes left. <laughs> this is what I want to happen. So, Jamie, a long time ago, we saw him flip through the book of all of the King's Guard. He had a very the, the white book, yes. Yes, and he had a very empty page, and he was like, ah, but I still have time. And at the time, Joffrey was like, Psh. but <laughs> I think that him kind of being decloaked was a good thing because I think now he has opportunity to do something really kind of worthwhile and get out of King's Landing. And I'm hoping that eventually he'll be led to the wall, actually, because he it was always supposed to be like Tyrion of the family who went to the wall or end, would have ended up taking the black. Mm -hmm. But I want Jamie to go to the wall, become Lord Commander, mm -hmm. because right now we have kind of a weak Lord Commander, and add a very interesting <gasps> love triangle <laughs> to my torment Brienne with a little oh. bit of Jamie mixed in. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Plotline. Well, That's there's what I want to happen. <laughs> a lot of speculation on here that I want to bring up. Uh, a lot of people think they're going to meet up in River Run. That the uh, Sansa with her kind of crowd, mm. as they're trying to pick up Whoa, people, they're going to go show. down okay. to River Run because they know that the Blackfish will be on their side because okay. of family. So we might find that there'll be a whole lot of people in River Run trying, trying to go but for Jamie it. Jamie would need to get Sansa for. Cersei, because Cersei still has wants to kill Sansa. Or will he fulfill right. his oath to Catelyn Stark? Yeah. Jamie has a lot of people to kill for Cersei still. We can't <laughs> forget all of this. I feel like he's Sansa. only... Sansa. 
I feel like Jamie is only a bad guy, though, when he's with Cersei. I don't feel like he follows her command when she's not around. So if he takes the black and can't be with a woman... I don't see him doing that. What's interesting (laughs) is they're catching up with where Jamie is physically in the books right now, where the book ended, at Mm -hmm. least, which is in River Run, Mm. but not um, psychologically, because in the books, he's on the outs with Cersei. And I'm curious if that's going to happen, if he's going to get on the outs again with Cersei. I think it will, honestly. Like I said, I only really see him under her influence when, you know, she, she's around him and, like, yeah. <laughs> feeding him her tongue. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm eavesdropping on the please, chat a little bit. Do. And S.E. Gilmore says, Brienne is going to River Run because she was sent by Sansa. Yeah, that's, so that's what that I was asking last main. week. Did Sansa actually go down there? Because yeah. Brienne was saying no, and then she sort of rode out, you know, when Tormund gave her the, the gave eye. Her the eye. Right. But, uh, um, so, so we don't know if she actually is going down there or if she's staying with the group and going around the north collecting lords. We don't really know. So Brienne may just show up there. That's very true. By mm-hmm. herself. By herself. There we go. I also think that there's going to be a little bit of question coming in about who's going to start riding dragons. Because oh. now people are riding dragons more. She brought up the idea of blood riders. And there's something in the book that's always brought up is every dragon needs a rider. She has to find people to trust to mm. ride those dragons. Tyrion was looking Tyrion pretty nice with those dragons. Sure. Oh my god, I want Tyrion <laughs> to ride a dragon. A lot of people think that he can't because he's not Targaryen. But, oh, it would be great to have him All ride right. a dragon. Dave, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? You can find me at Mr. Dave Child, also known as Mr. Dave Child, on the Twitter and everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so we should just call you Mr. Mr. Dave, Dave Child. Child. Is fine. Okay. Yes, right. I like Mr. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me at Sarah underscore Stratton. That's me. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Cinematic Escape, or you can check out my Instagram. There's lots of dogs. There's nature. It looks like I'm green seeing with Bran. It's Cinematic underscore Escape. Nice. And you can find me at Kyle Maddock on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this After Buzz TV after show for Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 6, Blood of My Blood. We'll see you guys next week. Mr. Dave Child over there, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye. (laughs) From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Wayfold! See you later. later. Wayfold 2016. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.